At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So a couple of things. One, it is final. So the French in the range of a four or five to one underdog in terms of the money line, depending on where you look at the outright win here. Uh, they also cover, of course, as a 12-point underdog. Game goes well under the total. Uh, this is the one thing that I had in this game, Michael, was under 176 and a half. And uh, we're talking about well under the total here. And this is something that's pretty interesting, I think, with this French team as we move forward, is they're a really good defensive team, but I don't know how good they are from an offensive perspective. And playing their games under the total is going to be something to watch because 159 points here today on a total that was about 176. So I think this French team is going to be a low-scoring affair. And they're not dead. The Americans, right, top two get in the knockout stages. And, of course, it's a draw. There's no seeding. So seeding isn't affected. You just got to get to the next stage, and you'll be perfectly fine. Also, the top two third-place teams will make it to the knockout stages. So more than likely, Michael, the Americans will be uh, moving on. I know there was a lot of today. Ah, they're not going to medal. I think they'll be fine. They'll get better. Yeah, they have to get better. And yep. I mean, look, this, you know, Middleton's just getting off an airplane. Booker's just getting off an airplane. You know, they've got to kind of come together. And like you said, with the foul situation, that's problematic. So, you know, that, that can't really happen. They've got to play cohesively together, and that's going to take a little bit of time. I wouldn't panic quite yet, but I do think when a team beats you shooting 8 for 27 from the three-point yep. line, you, you know you didn't play your best game. Now, Michael's nice enough to give me my four minutes of basketball talk. So on the other side, we have breaking news in the National Football League. We have a key quarterback reporting for camp, and we'll see what that means for the big picture for the Houston Texans. It's Lombardi Line here on v the Sports Betting Network. All right, Michael, that's the news today. Deshaun Watson is going to report to camp with the other Houston Texan quarterbacks. Just comes down a couple of minutes ago. Well, Shocking. I know it's something you've talked about. You Shocking. actually mentioned this yesterday, right? Biggest weapon in the arsenal right now if you're Deshaun he Watson. Camp, you got to go. He, he's got to go to camp. I mean, you know, in spite of the worldwide leader's insistence that he can demand a trade anywhere he wants to go and he's got all the leverage, he has no leverage. 
you know, and, and with the civil suit, he needs to find out what the league has up their sleeve. You know, he needs to put the pressure on the league to decide what are we going to do. And then once we get clarity on what the league's position is in terms of where they are going to discipline him based on this civil suit, and as they did, because they've been gathering information for the last three months once this all came out. Once they make that decision, then that's going to open the door up to find out where if, in fact, the, the Texans want to trade him. This will be the first contact that Watson's had. I know that this Nick Cesario, the general manager, hasn't had any contact with Watson. Had I been the general manager, I would have flown to wherever Watson was, knocked on his door, and demanded to have well, you and I are going to have a conversation. We're going to figure this out. But that didn't happen. Nick kind of played the opposite role. And I, and I think that because of that, there's gonna, he's going to have to have some communication with somebody in the building. And this will be the first time he spends any time with David Culley, the, the new head coach, David Culley, the new head coach, Nick Cesario, the new general manager, and as the organization. All that conversation about how unhappy he is, you know, still may be prevalent. However, until we get some clarity from the league office, nothing's going to change. So this is from the report. Ian Rappaport tweeted this out today. Quarterbacks reporting for Teddy in Houston. Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson expected to be among them showing up for testing to begin entry into training camp. However, Watson's stance about the organization and desire to be traded remains unchanged. Mike Garofolo added to the report said that uh, the civil case is ongoing. No criminal charges imminent. The league continues to monitor the situation. It's on Watson and the Texans for how to proceed right now. So, Michael, as somebody who's working in the front office here in terms of uh, let's talk about this from the perspective of actually football like getting him ready to go and what that you're looking at going forward how do you handle reps how do you handle your quarterbacks in this situation knowing that there's this unknown status of whether he's going to be there week one well i, I think you have to prepare for him not being there okay. i mean the league's gonna have to he's got 22 civil cases against him so he's gonna you're gonna have to prepare for that and you're going to have to give reps to the other quarterbacks, Tyrod Taylor being the veteran. But I, I think you have to kind of block out his unhappiness. I mean, you knew that that little tagline from Ian Rappaport and from Mike uh, Garoppolo, uh, you know, you knew that, uh, or was it, you know, I don't know if I said his name right, but I mean, you knew that tag was coming. That's the agent telling them, hey, look, we're still unhappy. You know, we're still mm-hmm. unhappy. You know, again, that's part of the PR spin that has to continue. Of course you're still unhappy. You know, you spent the first two months of the offseason before the civil cases came out talking about how unhappy you are. We didn't think that changed. So if I'm Nick, I just sit tight, say nothing. He's here. He's just one of the one of the 80 players we have at camp, and he's got to compete for a job. And then I think you've got to find some clarity from the league office. And the league office doesn't want to really have to make a decision until they get all the evidence coming forward. But they should have enough now to kind of give an indication of where they're going to go. Are they going to suspend him for the first four games? Are they going to wait until, his, until he goes to trial in these civil cases? I mean, I think all that comes into play. And if that's the case, and they're going to wait until he until he actually has an opportunity to prove his innocence, or if he's found guilty, then I think we're looking at at the at the Texans having to wait on making the right trade. Because in the reality of it is, in reality, you don't want to trade. The, you, no team's going to take him on the unknown, and you don't want to devalue the trade factor. I think that's really critical. I tweeted this yesterday, JVT. Of course, you know on Twitter you get the idiots that call you an idiot, but if. When you trade a quarterback of this quality to a team like Philadelphia, let's say, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to instantly, and let's assume he plays, okay? Let's assume he plays this year. He's going to make Philadelphia a legitimate team. In fact, he, the, the book would make Philly the favorite to win the East. 
Say whatever you want about Philly's team. You put Deshaun Watson on Philly's team, all of a sudden they got a real chance, right? Mm-hmm. So if if I'm Nick and I trade him to Philly and Philly offers me their first-round pick plus Miami's first-round pick, right, I could essentially trade a franchise quarterback for two picks in the, in the low 20s. Is that what I want to do? Right. Is that really what I want to do? Does that show me any real value? Whereas if I wait, if I wait until next offseason and I see the landscape of the National Football League and I know that Philly has the sixth pick in the draft and Philly also has the 18th pick, now I'm interested, right? Or if my or if another team, Carolina has the eighth pick in the draft, now I'm interested. See, I can see the I can see what I'm getting. Everybody says, well, you're going to get a one for them. Okay, great. That's awesome. I get a one for him. But I want a one in the top 10. I don't want a one in the bottom 20, right? So what's the only way I get clarity on that is by waiting, by being patient. And that's one of the great things Al Davis taught me was you better be patient. Don't react to everybody. It's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Why would I trade Aaron Rodgers today? Let's, let's say we trade Aaron Rodgers to Denver, JVT, right? Don't you think Denver's going to win 12 games? Of course. Of course. So now I've traded him for Denver's one. That one's probably going to be somewhere 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. Right? And say they give me a two, and they give me a one the next year, and they give me another two. Say I get four picks for them. All those picks are going to be in the bottom. They're basically going to be a second and third round picks. Mm -hmm. Is that a good trade for me? I would say no. Right. Of course not. So, But if I wait and see where Denver picks, say Denver picks 14. Now I get 14, and I get a middle second rounder. Now I got a chance. Now it's much improved. So let me by ask, just being patient. Let me ask you this: in terms of being patient, how, as a general manager, how do you balance picks versus proven personnel? Right, like with Denver, part of the attraction with Denver, I would think, was they're a talented roster, right? So if you, as the Green Bay Packers, if we're keeping up with this example, can dip into that and get guys who are proven, who look really good in the National Football League, that you can add to your roster. What is the balance between proven commodity and then the picks that you could get on top of that? Well, the picks are the unknown, right? Every, as Jerry West told me back in 1993 in Chicago at, a, at, a, at, a, at an NBA camp, draft picks are fool's gold. You know, they look really good. The fans love them. But when they turn into, you know, TLC of, of France who played for the Sixers, he was the bottom of the first round, that, that doesn't look very good, you know? When they turn into, you know, Tim Tebow or they turn into something that doesn't work out, they don't look very good. You know, if you put all the picks that teams trade for certain guys and you lay it out, has it really worked out that well for them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, so you have to balance it. I want to know what pick I'm getting because, remember, the draft picks become players. The draft pick becomes names. So I want to know what names I'm getting for the pick. You know, we have a report today that the 76ers are interested in trading their 28th pick. And all this ties together. I know we're bouncing around in sports here. But all this kind of ties together. They want to trade that pick because they know they can get somebody will take that pick and get a known quality for, quantity for that pick. They can get a veteran back for that pick, which they would rather have. So they would rather deal with the known than the unknown. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes in a trade of blockbuster levels, I think you would rather do that. 
Yep. Well, and especially if you're keeping with basketball, right? And as you well know, uh, a 28th pick in the first round of the NBA draft has so much more wide variance as to what you're getting back as a player in the draft as opposed to the 28th pick in the National Football League draft, right? Because the talent pool is a lot deeper. These guys no play doubt. in college for three years. You kind of know and understand what they are as players. Your positional needs are so much more rigid in the National Football League as opposed to, hey, I need a wing in the NBA. And it's like, well, what is a wing, right? Like, what exactly do you need when you're talking about player personnel? So I completely agree. And I get that totally. So for those who are just joining us, the news is today. Deshaun Watson is going to report to camp, as Michael mentioned yesterday and throughout his time here, of course, on Lombardi Line. You expected this to happen at this point. So uh, let's stick with National Football League news, Michael, really quickly. And just see, does this move the needle at all for you? Bears trading wide receiver Anthony Miller to the Texans. And they get, uh, let's see, long rumor to be dealt. Former second round pick gets a fresh start, according to the report. Yeah, no, I mean, they've been trying to trade Anthony Miller mm -hmm. all, all offseason. They've been trying to dump him all offseason, and nobody really wants to take him. I think there's some concerns about how well he can adapt within the offense, how well he learned the Bears' offense when he was there. He certainly has talent, but that talent doesn't show up on the field because I think there's some issues in terms of being really coached, being able to play effectively and fast based on his knowledge of the offense. So I think Houston took a flyer. All they did is flop picks in a certain yep. round. Houston's an interesting team. I mean, Nick's, I mean, I've known Nick for a while. He's collecting a bunch of players. I'm not sure he's building a team, but he is collecting a bunch of players. I mean, you know, you look at this roster and, you know, you look at all the players that they've added and the cap jail that they went through and, and what they're dealing with and how it's all going to pan out. You know, they, they got Randall Cobb, Andre Roberts, Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, who they traded a, a future pick for, Kiki Cote, and now they add Anthony Miller into this receiver mix. You know, they still have Alex Erickson, who was a kid that I know when our time in, in, in New England, we tried to trade for Alex Erickson, and they would never get rid of him in Cincinnati. Chris Conley, the unrestricted free agent who was in Jacksonville, they have him on the team. Chris Moore, remember him, the fourth-round pick out of, for Baltimore, who kind of has bounced. They've got a lot of guys at the receiving core. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how this all trans transaction comes through. But let me say this. If Watson plays, they're not a four-and-a-half win team. No. They're better than that. Well, I mean, they're much better than that. I mean, you look at this team and, and, and you know, with Titus Howard at right tackle, they're going to be better in the offensive line. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Marcus Cannon at right guard, Jason Britt at center. You know, they got still the Tunzel comes back. Watson, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay. I mean, they've got running backs all over the place. Mark Ingram. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is not a bad team. I mean, we've kind of convinced ourselves that they have no – this isn't the Miami Dolphins when Brian Flores first went down there. That's not who they are. They've got some talent. Now, defensively, they're not very good. We get that. It's going to take some time to get them better. But they're not a team devoid of talent. And, and if Watson plays, and I don't know the answer, will he play? But they're much better than a four-and-a-half win team. Well, so I'm really glad you brought that up because for me, throughout this entire offseason, I have found it fascinating that we have been so, if you look at all the numbers, whether it's divisional, whether it's Super Bowl, whether it is win total, we have been so staunch in Watson is not playing, right? Every single number tell you, tells you that he's not going to be available week one and perhaps the entire season. We talked about it yesterday, right, Michael? Like the Jags being a three-point favorite on the road against the Houston Texans, things like that are telling you Watson's out on the field, but we've had no solid indication that that's going to be the case, right? That, like, there's, it's fascinating to me when you look at it from that perspective because if there is the instance where you get the NFL saying, we are going to wait until this clears up, and now all of a sudden you're sitting there going, win totals of four, three-point under all these things, and Deshaun Watson might actually be available week one. Right. And and they're not, I mean, they're not that bad, JBT. Right. They're not like, they're, 
They're, I mean, I'm just reading off names of players to you that that are decent, that have played NFL games and are effective. I mean, you know, their backup right, ta- right guard is Lane Taylor, who started 100 games in Green Bay. I mean, they actually have a little bit of depth. You know, defensively, I know they have issues. You know, they're not very good up front. But they're going to run Lovey Smith's scheme. They've got Malik Collins playing three technique. I don't think he's a great player, but I think he'll fit with what they want to do. You know, this Jacob Martin kid that they traded for when they shipped uh, – when they got back from Seattle mm-hmm. uh, in, in that trade uh, – you know, that he can still rush the passer effectively. I mean, I don't think they're a great team. Shaq Lawson will fit a little better there than he did in Miami. But I do think they have enough talent, and they're going to be in competitive games. I don't know what David Culley is as a head coach. I can't really predict where he's going to go with that. Uh, you know, Lovey Smith as defense coordinator, there's some question marks. But I don't think this is a team completely like they're playing a bunch of guys I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And, it's, you know, I know how much you love all the other stuff, but uh, it does help when you have the second highest graded quarterback, according to some metrics like Pro Football Focus's grading system or DVOA. Uh, the second best quarterback by any stance in the National Football League makes you as a better team. And Deshaun Watson could definitely do that. So Watson's going to be in camp today. We'll see if uh, that is yet, of course, a story that will be written so we have the AFC uh, North and we have the AFC East to talk about today Michael and uh, I am fascinated by the AFC East because uh, I wanted to start and we'll take a look at the odds really quickly we'll expand on this as we go further in the show but the Bills your odds on favor to win this division at $1.55 the Dolphins plus 325 the Patriots plus 350 and the Jets are 20 to 1 I actually want to start with the third team because the Patriots are a team that as I was looking over a lot of their stuff over the last few days I'm writing the AFC East preview for our football guide I am a little fascinated by because you realize how much they did in terms of trying to upgrade this offense, going back to that two tight end set. If you look at John U. Smith, Hunter Henry, putting those two together, if Henry's going to be healthy, that's a dynamic two tight end set. I don't love what they have at wide receiver. They have guys coming back in terms of guys who held out. What is the ceiling for this Patriots team? Because I've found myself being hesitant, but the more I look at their personnel, the more I kind of think, like, I could see some positivity here if you're looking at it the right way. Well, I think let's start with their offensive line. I mean, I think their offensive line is really good. I mean, getting Trent Brown back at right tackle, and they'll get Trent Brown in shape, unlike what he was at the Raiders. They'll get him in shape. I mean, Trent Brown, for whatever problems he's had in in Las Vegas, loves being in New England. Shocking, but he does, right? He loves it. They demand more from him. He works hard. This offensive line is good, and they have depth. I mean, Isaiah Wynn's got to stay healthy at left tackle, but they could easily put Trent Brown over at right tackle and put Michael Olawani over at right, right tackle to replace him. They've got flexibility within the scheme. I, I really think Damian Harris is a legitimate blue-chip running back, JVT. I think if you watch him last year when he was healthy, mm-hmm. he was really good. And they ran the ball effectively last year without a passing game. Now, look, Aguilar's got to play well. I think Kendrick Bourne's a really good player. But they, you know, these two tight ends are going to make a huge difference. And the, 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 really the onus is going to be on Cam Newton. Can he throw the ball effectively? Or Mac Jones, can he throw the ball effectively? But I think this is a good team. I think they're a good offensive team with Josh McDaniels, who's a really good coach, who can move the football. They won seven games last year without very much talent. Now, defensively, it's changed completely, right? Mm-hmm. Matt Judon, the defensive end from Baltimore, can set the edge. You know, they, they, they signed uh, Gao Chow from Miami, who gives them a physical, tough inside player. Montavious Adams is another guy inside. They draft Barmore. I mean, this is a good football team. Now, they've got to get production out of their quarterback, and they've got to get production from their corners. I think it's a big year for Gilmore. He's got to play well. 
He's got to play well for them because that allows J.C. Jackson to be the second corner. It allows Jonathan Jones to be the third. To me, when I look at the Patriots, it's really their corner situation is good enough and their quarterback situation. Yep, we completely agree. Yes, no, make the playoffs. No, $1.40 favorite. Yes, plus 110 over at DraftKings for the Patriots to make the postseason. Be an interesting push, I think, for New England. And we're not done with the AFC East by far because, of course, we have the Buffalo Bills, but they have offensively and defensively in this, of course, division as a whole. Tua Tungabailoa. You can't see anything bad about Tua, right, Michael? We might say a couple of bad things about Tua. Absolutely <laughs> not, JBT. It's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. That's we right. can't. No, no conflict. It's Lombardi Live here on VSIP. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 
If you're a horse racing fan, First Bet is the place for you with wagering on races at over 300 tracks and AI assisted picks. It is the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport with secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website, all brought to you by Express Bet. Sign up using the promo code Vegas100 today. Get up to a $100 match bonus on your first deposit. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. That's vcin.com slash horses. Promo code Vegas100. Michael Lombardi is alongside him. Jonathan Von Tobel. It's called the Lombardi line. You knew he was here. Filling in for Patrick. We'll be back next weekend. All right, Michael. So let's continue this uh, AFC East discussion. The Buffalo Bills, rightfully so, at the top of this division right now. Odds on favorite, $1.50, depending on where you look, right? Implied probability, 60% chance that they're going to win this division. And overall, you can't find a lot of flaws, I think, with this team's offense, right? Fifth highest graded offense, according to some metrics, whatever you want to look at, one of the best offenses in the National Football League. If there is a concern on the offensive end, is it just, hey, Josh Allen might regress here? Like, where is a weak link with this offense in your mind? Well, I think it's the the concern. Can he continue this incredible right. improvement over his accuracy? You know, I mean, he was he's at eighty percent on throws between one and ten yards. I mean, this is a guy that was spraying the ball all over the place. You know, so I think that's got to be the number one concern. And you know, Cole Beasley's problems uh, in terms of not wanting to be vaccinated. You know, that looks on paper like, oh no, that could be. Well, they signed Emmanuel Sanders this off season. Yep. You know, with Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, and, and Beasley caught 80 passes, averaged 10 yards a catch, was really effective, was the outside run game for what this team did because of all those short throws. So I don't have any concerns about Buffalo offensively. Where I get concerned about Buffalo is can they rush the passer? Are they going to be able to affect the opposing quarterback with their down four guys? Can Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, can those guys, and the two kids they drafted, Bashmir and Rosero, can those guys really affect the passer? Because that's going to be the key question. Well, and they weren't good against the run either last year. And I get it in today's National Football League run defense might not be the same concern as it was a couple of years ago, even five years ago, whatever it is, right, Michael? But like when you look at some of the metrics, if you're talking about wherever you want to look, whether it's PFF, whether it's football outsiders, whether it's traditional metrics, this was a bottom half below average run defense. And on the schedule this year, you get the Titans, you get the Colts, you get the Saints, you get the Patriots, who we just talked about, one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in the NFL twice. You know, that's, to me, one of the bigger concerns with this defense is, is this front seven, you go back, you get Matt Milano back in the fold, right, you re-sign him, but that front seven was not great in terms of stopping the run, and I think that would be my primary concern, is that app. I would say you're completely correct on that. I mean, and when you break down the year, and, you know, Milano's mm-hmm. a safety playing linebacker, and, and he tends to always get kind of – he's going to get hurt. I mean, they paid him a lot of money, you know, but when you give up 462, 4.62 per carry, you know, I mean, that's a real concern. And if their offense can't play – all the t- and they can't play 32 minutes of offense, and you're keeping the ball away from them. You know, I-, I think that's a real problem. And I think when you look at the games that they lost last year, you know, Tennessee ran the ball effectively on them. You know, Kansas City averaged 5.3. Th- Kansas City in that game, remember that game? <laughs> yeah, it was Clyde Edwards-Lair's best Reed game. For the first time in his life, he decided <laughs> to run the football. He ran it 46 times. I mean, it was like I, I didn't believe what I was seeing. Had he done that in the Super Bowl, he might have won it, you know? And so uh, – 
you know, and, and look, Arizona ran it 35 times. Now, a lot of those runs nobody can duplicate because that's, you know, th that's the quarterback, Kyler Murray, running the ball around. But I'm with you. I think run defense and their ability, just their overall ability to play defense, to play complementary defense to their offense, to me, is the only thing you're concerned most about with this team. Right, one. Well, it kind of speaks to we talk about the cliche, and we don't know how in today's day and age there is a certain, if you have an offense that's as explosive as Kansas City's at times, Buffalo's, the keep them off the field mentality doesn't really work a lot, right? Because you can have a Golden State Warriors-esque offense. But to this point, right, if you're the Buffalo Bills and if your outside run game is relatively non-existent and all of a sudden your offense starts to bog down, you get elongated drives on the other end. Like that to me is like the, the situation with we're talking about some of the losses on the schedule here. That's going to be, I think, the common thread among some of the losses and some of the downfalls of Buffalo throughout the season. It's going to be some of those types of games, is it not? No doubt. I mean, look, Indianapolis averaged 5-3 a carry. I mean, Indianapolis oh, yeah, was, was close to winning that game. You know, New England averaged, New England averaged 5.75 yards per carry in both games against Buffalo. Now, they got killed in the second game, but the first game, you know, they were able to. So, you know, Baltimore, you know, couldn't really finish off. They turned the ball over in the, in the other playoff game. But that wild card game, if you go back and rewatch that wild card game, Indies right there has a chance to win that game. They controlled the pace of the game. They couldn't score in the red zone. They Really, their red zone offense messed them up. Yep, better throw on a fourth and goal there from Phillip Rivers, and who knows? Colts win that game, but we don't know what happens. Yeah. It goes on from there. All right, but when we come back, William Hill, Point Spread Weekly contributor, is going to be with us. we got some win totals to discuss. Hey, AFC East theme with one of Will's win total bets. We'll also take a look at this Brewers-White Sox series and what he likes in baseball today. It's Lombardi Line here on v Decent football betting guides are coming soon. There's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide, only 20 bucks. Discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VEASAN All Access. Get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Let's welcome in. William Hill, who was nice enough to give us some time. Of course, Michael Lombardi still alongside on the Lombardi line. Will, good to talk to you, buddy. Good morning. So, theme of the uh, early part was the AFC East, and I know that one of the win totals that you're looking at here involve an AFC East team. So, take the floor, my friend. What are you looking at? Yeah, Miami under. Uh, Miami under nine and a half. I just think, look, the Bills are one of the best teams, probably the second best team in the AFC East. You guys just talked about the Patriots. They're going to be better. They're improved in a lot of areas. And the Jets, the Jets can't be worse. I mean, they were at least feisty the second half of last year. The, fir the first year, they were just a punchline. They were a punching bag. The second half, they actually won some games. You know, they beat the Browns. They beat the Rams. They were competitive against the Raiders and some other games. So you're not going to have Fitzpatrick to come in and bail you out three or four times like he did last year. This is all on Tua. I don't want to get Lombardi in trouble because one of the first rules on the show, you can't say anything bad about Tua. But to me, getting a 10 wins, unless Tua shows a major improvement, that seems like a lot. So I like the under here. 
Yeah, I'm with you. You know, look, I, I, you know, we kid about Tua, but I mean, this is a huge pressure. And with Deshaun Watson coming back to camp today, right? We know Miami is dead serious about Deshaun Watson. You know, we know Philadelphia is interested. We know Carolina could be interested. You know, we know Chicago's not any longer because they got Justin Fields. But there's going to be quarter teams that are. And Miami's going to be the leader of the clubhouse in that interest level. Whether they can get it done or not, I don't know. And all that depends on Tua. Where do we see Tua? Look at that Tua's passing yards, 39.50. I'm going under there. You know, the touchdowns, you know, one thing about touchdowns I learned when Chad Pennington was playing quarterback with the Jets and Paul Hackett was the offense coordinator, really good offense coordinator. You know, those one-yard touchdown passes, they start to add up. You know, Chad Pennington had a career of those guys. Those. So I, I tend to stay away from that on Tua because I'm sure he'll throw the ball down there. But for me, the yardage, I don't see it. I mean, he averaged under five yards on third down. And when the pocket gets closed down, I just don't know if he can throw the ball. Yep, 3,950 and a half. Go ahead, Will. Uh, yeah, I would look at the under for the touchdowns and the yards for Tua. Not even about performance or anything like that. Just injury. I mean, we haven't seen – we're going back to Alabama high school. We have we, This guy's been injured all the time. And you miss three or four games, you're just dead if you're betting over. So when you're betting the under, you're not just betting the player. You're betting the possibility of an injury. So unders are usually pretty good bets in that respect. Well, let's, uh, let's stick with win totals here, Will, because uh, one of the, the uh, bets that I have made in a futures market, the market's moved a little bit on this Washington football team. I got them at 60-1 to 1 to win the NFL. They're in the range of 40-1. to 1. You're going under on the win total, though. Yeah, I think you're not going to be alone. I think a lot of people are going to like this Washington team. They won the division. They got in the playoffs. They played Tampa pretty tough. The only team to cover against Tampa in the playoffs for whatever that's worth. But look, I, this is a rough schedule. I mean, weeks one and two, you get the Giants and the Chargers. Okay, you probably go one and one. Weeks three through 12, good luck. You got the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Packers, uh, the Seahawks are in there, the Saints, even at Atlanta, at Denver. I mean, good good luck with that. And one of their easier games is at Vegas. There's still going to be an underdog there because Vegas has longer rest, extra rest. They play the Thursday before, so they have like 10 days rest. And Washington has short rest coming off a of Monday night against Seattle. Uh, even the two games against Dallas aren't going to be layups like they were last year. You know, it's not Andy Dalton. Um, you know, Ben DiNucci's not walking through that door. It's going to be Dak Prescott. And, you know, that's the other thing last year. You look at who they beat. It's a lot of Nick Mullins, Ben DiNucci, Andy Dalton, uh, Nate Sudfeld, that disaster on Sunday night where Philly gives the game away. Uh, Burrow, you remember that was the game where he got hurt was against Washington. So there's some Ryan Finley stats against there. I just think Washington got really fat against bad quarterbacks. The schedule's tough. And look, we all love Fitzpatrick. We love the beard, but the guy's been in the league 20 years. I mean, it's two decades. There's a reason he's been on a hundred different teams. There's a reason he's never made the playoffs. And to me, this is a weird fit because it's a defensive oriented team. And, and for better or worse, they try to beat you 20 to 17. And, and Fitzpatrick's a high variance quarterback. He's a high wire act. He'll make some highlight plays, but man, he's going to turn the ball over and put your defense in some bad spots. So to me, this is just just too high of a number. I could easily see this be a five or six win team. Now, look, if it's Patrick clicks and everything works, I, I get your future ticket. I get the upside because the defense is really good. They have good personnel up front in the front seven. You know, spend a lot of draft equity on those those front seven players. But to me, this is just a brutal schedule. Yeah, you know, I agree. And and what I can't get out of my mind in terms of wanting to bet Washington on the over is. In a, in a really important game for the Washington football team in week 17 of last year, the game they had to win. If the Eagles don't Roberto Durant it and go no Moss, they don't win that game. I mean, they don't win that game. 
I mean, and that was a game they had to have. And, you know, the Giants might have been a playoff team had they lost that game. So I can't get that game out of my head. Now, look, I know Washington's made improvements. I know they're better offensively with some skilled players. But I still have doubts about whether they're going to be this complete team. And, 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 the, and we've just grandfathered them in to an elite level when I'm not sure they've earned that elite level yet. Let me ask you, JVT, when did you bet that? I mean, you got the best of the number at 60 to 1, it's 40 to 1. When did you bet that? And does the schedule make you nervous? Because, I mean, look, you got to admit, the schedule's brutal. Well, That's of course. a tough schedule. Uh, I think I bet it like a month ago. Uh, and okay. I would say, no, the schedule is there. I think it's a, it's an anti NFC East play for the most part. Yeah. I, I, I can't, you can't talk me into the Cowboys. We, we were talking, I've been talking to the Cowboys every single year, and yet every single year we have seen them uh, falter yes. a little bit here. I still think that there are some things to like. And Michael mentioned the improvements, and I really like that defense. So I just think from a perspective, of looking at that, I still think they can win that division and eke out like potentially nine wins. I mean, the bat you mentioned the schedule, but weeks 13 through six uh, through 18, right? Raiders, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. Those are winnable divisional games in my mind as they head into the home stretch. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I just worry too that you know it's one thing when you got tough games, but they're spread out, but they're all clustered together. I mean, yeah. from week three to week twelve, I mean, just look at that. That is a rough stretch. So, Will, we uh, we're up against. It. We got 90 seconds. You got two plays in baseball. Walk us through. Yeah, under Brewers White Sox, to me, this could be a, a World Series preview, believe it or not. I mean, Manford would hate that because the ratings wouldn't be great, but White Sox and Brewers have both been great. Woodruff and, uh, and, and um, I'm sorry, Lance Lynn for the White Sox have both been unbelievable. I think this is an under here. Should be a fun game to watch. A, a team not a lot of uh, people get to see on Sunday Night Baseball. And then Marlins Padres, it's a big ballpark in Miami. Darvish going against the Miami lineup that's really beat up. Jazz Chisholm out, Cooper out. Not a good Miami lineup to begin with. So I think you can isolate your handicap and get a team total under three and a half on the Marlins, which should be a good play there. I like it. All right, well, I love the Bre- I love the Brewers under. I'm with Uh-oh. you on the Brewers under too. Right. I love that one. That was that was one of my Mr. Baseball picks right there. I love it, Will. <laughs> All right, I'm going on vacation the next two days, so the the ratings should be through the roof. You guys will be happy. <laughs> will Hill, I yeah, know. well, you know, Lucy, you got to you got you got to rest your arm a little bit. You've been throwing every day. You know, Mariano Rivera even takes a day off. Decent.com slash subscribe. Check out the uh, the football guide. See you guys. Thanks. See you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, right. Football guide, both college and pro. There you go. College is on the way. Pro, short behind as well. Will contributed. I contributed. There's a lot to get to there. All right. Uh, Michael Lombardi, Jonathan Von Tobel here on the Lombardi line. On the other side, Josh Applebaum is with us. We'll take a look a little bit in the National Football League in terms of week one lines, what Josh is tracking in the market here on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wager into $100 on the Yankees or Red Sox to hit a home run with BetMGM. Just use bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up for the King of Sportsbook and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for terms and details. Make sure to use promo code VSIN100. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com. Terms and conditions got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem 1 800 522 4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, Tennessee. Call or text the red line 800-889-9789. Indiana 1-800-9 with it. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. So welcome you in here to the Lombardi line. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Patrick Maher, Michael Lombardi alongside. We bring in Josh Applebaum, of course, who is nice enough to give us some time as usual, our sports betting reporter. All right, Josh, let's talk about a little bit about week one. Michael and I have uh, been diving in a little bit. You did it yesterday. We'll have a couple more here today. Uh, but talk, walk us through some dog trends, because one of the things I brought up to Michael yesterday, the three games really stuck out to me, all home underdogs that really I circled in terms of, you know, maybe the market's a little too high in the preseason on certain teams. What are some dog trends to look out for? Yeah, JVT, Michael, happy Sunday. And if you can believe it, we're only seven weeks away from that first NFL Sunday. So it's really coming up close here, only 49 days from week one. And remember that uh, that first opening game, uh, the, both the uh, the Cowboys and the Bucks. that's Thursday, so a few days earlier. So we're within 49 days here, guys. It's coming up close. But JVT, you're onto something here. You know, one thing that I've loved in years past and continue to look toward is dogs in week one and really dogs in September overall. There's a big, uh, huge sample size here. If you look at dogs the last decade in week one, they're 85 and 70 against the spread. That's a 55% 
cover rate. And I think the thought process here is, you know, dogs are healthy. They're optimistic. Also, the public, they've been thirsty for football for six months or more. What are they going to do? It's the most public bet sport, the most popular sport. They're going to gravitate to a lot of favorites. So that creates uh, a lot of favorites being overvalued. Dogs really being good buy low spots, especially week one when they're healthy and rested and ready to go. Uh, Michael, we look at road dogs in particular week one. They've been great. 58 and 44 ATS last decade, 57%. Here's another one. Road dogs who missed the playoffs. You're going to get a lot of recency bias in week one. If you made the playoffs last year, public's going to want to bet you week one. If you missed it, they're going to want to fade you. Those road dogs who missed the playoffs uh, the previous year in week one, 44 and 27 ATS, 62% overall. Uh, and really the key is the divisional dogs, Michael, in that division. Not only are you a dog, you're getting points. It's the great time to, to buy low on dogs, but you have that familiarity of knowing your opponent very well. Those divisional dogs week one last decade, 38 and 18 ATS. 68% uh, covering the number. So all good profitable systems there. Michael, I got three games, three dogs to throw at you. See if, uh, and again, it's early. You may, you probably want to wait here, but there are key numbers that we don't want to miss so if we can take advantage of them. But the Patriots and the Dolphins here, Michael, uh, this is going to be uh, your, uh, what is it? Your one o'clock, your 425 game actually in the afternoon that Sunday, Miami 10 and six last year, Patriots seven and nine down year. They are, they're both equal in the eyes of the odds makers. They both have a win total of nine and a half juice to the under. They're both uh, plus 110 to make the playoffs. So very even teams right here in the eyes of the books. Uh, they split last year one and one. Patriots won the opener 21-11. Miami won that, that late game, which is always tough for the Patriots when it's steamy and hot in Miami late in the year. That was Miami 22-12. to But Michael, this game opened New England minus two. Some books were up uh, two, up to two and a half. What I'm looking for is, are would you be interested in the Dolphins if they get to plus three? Key number there, obviously, uh, that'll match, match that divisional dog trend, 68% ATS. Also, the under, Michael, open 45 and a half, down to 45. We saw two lower scoring games last year with the under cash. Michael, would you look at the Patriots still at the two and a half? You're off the key number. Or would you say, hey, I'm going to wait, see if I can get that divisional dog angle at plus three with Miami? I think there's so many questions about the Dolphins, for me at least. You know, where is Tua? Is Xavier Howard going to show up at camp? You know, they went and gave Byron Jones, who didn't play well last year, the corner from the Dallas Cowboys. They gave him a huge contract, and it kind of pissed off Xavier Howard. And now they've got to kind of figure out what are they going to do in that secondary. If they don't have Howard, who legitimately is a shutdown corner, I think it's problematic for Brian Flores' defensive unit. Look, they struggled last year. They all Most of the players, with the exception of Jones, that they signed to huge deals are no longer on the team. I mean, they got $16 million of cap money that they just let go away, whether it's trade like Eric Flowers or releasing like Kyle Van Noy. So for me, I think there's so many questions about Miami. What are they going to be like on offense? Brian Flores did not name a offensive coordinator. So it's going to be a conglomeration of going back to the old New England system. You know, what are they going to do? How are they going to call the game? And what does Tua actually look like? New England's going to be much better on offense, on defense. And their defensive front is going to put some pressure on this Miami offensive line, which I'm not sure is quite good enough, you know. I think they've invested a lot of draft picks in it, but they've got to come out and play well. I'm not sold there. I would have taken Sewell instead of trading down because I think they could have got themselves a legitimate left tackle for the next 15 years. They didn't do that. They've added more skilled players. I mean, Tua last year, you know, he was he was so ineffective. And if you're a Tua fan, you're saying, well, he had nobody who could who could move the foot, who could catch and run after it. And there's some argument to make there. But I, I, there's too much to see before I'm diving in on this game. I think these close games under that three-point threshold, I'm going to pass and wait and watch. 
I'm with you there, Michael. Yeah, I'll throw another one at you. Look at another divisional dog spot. And again, week one divisional dog, 68% ATS. That's really been the key, uh, the key, you know, betting system there in that week one. But you guys were talking about this earlier, guys, Jacksonville and Houston. And this yep. is going to be, I'm already, I got my hazmat suit ready, JBT, for this one. And Michael knows what I'm talking about. I look at the Houston uh, Texans here, guys. This game open, you know, Jacksonville. Some shops were like minus one and a half, minus two Jacksonville. It was a really short number. You've seen a lot of money hit the Jaguars here. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. We keep uh, hearing about how terrible this Houston Texans team is going to be. Uh, but we've seen this line get to two and a half. And really, some shops, guys, are getting up to three. So what I'm looking at, Michael, is maybe Texans buy low plus three. Uh, we do know Houston went 2-0 and against Jacksonville last year. But again, that was with Watson. So it's completely different this year. But what I like to do, Michael, is is really bet against rookie head coaches and rookie quarterbacks in week one. Obviously, NFL, there's a learning curve here. We do know Trevor Lawrence, plus 300, favorite to win rookie of the year offensive. Uh, Urban Meyer, plus 2,000 for coach of the year. But really, this is a perception play. The perception to me, all summer you're going to hear, you know, Lawrence is great. Meyer's turning the system around. Texans are terrible. I like to buy on that uh, bad news, sell on the good news. To me, Michael, if you can get plus three with Houston at home, divisional dog, on a key number, inflated line off that opener, would you be intrigued at all by Tyrod Taylor probably here with Houston plus three at home? Or, or it could be Deshaun Watson, Josh. We, we, we're talking about him coming to camp. And, and we went through the roster, JVT and I, in the opening block. I mean, this is not a team that has no names that you've never recognized. I mean, they've got, you know, Brandon Cooks at wide receiver, Randall Cobb, Andre Roberts, who's one of the best return men in football, really helped Buffalo's team last year in terms of being able to get them in great field positions. So, you know, I don't think this is a team devoid of talent. I don't think they're a great team. I think they have some issues. But I think there's a perception out there that's kind of been manifested by the hold by the Deshaun Watson that this is a team devoid of talent. They've added a lot of pieces. Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram. They've got guys all over this place. Now whether they come together and the uncertainty about the coach, all understandable. But I lean towards taking the Texans and take the points here because I, I gotta see what exactly Urban Meyer and his defensive unit come up with during this uh, preseason. Yep, uh, Josh, I'll break it really quickly and say, uh, yeah, the units in here because uh, even if it's Tyrod, tell me, tell me right now that it's Tyrod Taylor. Give me three points with the Houston Texans because uh, the roster is not as bad as they think we're making it out to be, as Michael has pointed out numerous times. And we talk about unknowns. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. I think he's going to be fine. But uh, this is his first National Football League game. I think Urban Meyer's a complete unknown. To talk about this team being a three-point favorite on the road to potentially, if we're swinging this back the other way, nine points in the rematch back at home. Uh, it's, it's, sorry, uh, I'll take uh, three points there with the Houston Texans. What's your other game? Yeah, I'm with you, JBT. And again, just remember for our audience, we got a lot of new betters listening. Key numbers, key numbers, key numbers. Always keep that in the back of your head. If you like Houston, you need the plus three. If you like the, the Dolphins, you need the plus three. On the flip side, you like those favorites, you want the two and a half. The most common margin of victory is the field goal, is the three points that can make or break your bet. But here's another one for you, Michael, a road dog. So we talk about these road dogs doing very well. Uh, road dogs in week one, 58 and 44, ATS 57%. What's your perception on the Pittsburgh Steelers, Michael? Because uh, they're going to Buffalo, obviously, and we have seen this number open six and a half. It looks like it may get to seven. So again, you like the favorite Bills six and a half. You want that number. If you want to buy low and go contrarian with the road dog, you want the seven with the Steelers. What, what jumped out to me, Michael, another perception type play. Remember Pittsburgh, they were riding high. You know, the 72 Dolphins, uh, Mercury Morris, they're getting nervous. They're 12 and 0. They're getting you know closer to undefeated season. The wheels absolutely come off that team. Uh, early playoff exit looked terrible down the stretch. Their win total this year is eight and a half, juiced up under minus 125. So maybe a step back for Pittsburgh this year. We all know Buffalo, team on the rise. Uh, their win total was 10 and a half. If you jumped on the over 10 and a half, 
Some looks are going to 11 right now. So that's a good sign if you like Buffalo for the season. But Michael, in terms of covering this number, the perception is Steelers were terrible to end the year last year. Bills are on the rise and playing great. If you can get a seven here, would you be intrigued by the Steelers? Also, your take on Big Ben. He's lost a lot of weight. I don't know if Tom Brady sent him the TB12 regimen, but he's looking pretty good so far uh, <laughs> with the pictures I've seen on Twitter. Well, I think his offensive line's got to do a better job protecting him, and I think there's certainly uncertainty with that Pittsburgh offensive mm-hmm. line, along with the fact that, you know, they've just recently signed Melvin Ingram because they're concerned about Highsmith, the kid that replaced Bud Dupree when he injured his knee last year. So the question marks all over the place, particularly with a team that has so much cap room that they lost last year. I mean, when you just go through the teams that struggled in the offseason because of the cap going down, because of COVID, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, my tendency would be to bet against those teams in week one of the season just because I think it's going to take them some time to get some of their younger players ready to go. So I, I, I don't like this line. I think it's a little heavy. But the way Pittsburgh played at the end of the season last year, I understand the line. I think I stay away. If I did anything, I might take Buffalo, Josh. I'm with you, Michael. And hey, we're up against it. You know, one more uh, I'm looking at a key number, Minnesota at Cincinnati. Minnesota is the buzzworthy team right now. If Rodgers retires or is gone, a lot of money's coming in on them to win that NFC North futures bet here. But they're on the road at Cincinnati. They're laying three points. Michael, this is going up to three and a half. We all know how important the hook is in the NFL. Any interest to put on the hazmat suit with the Bengals getting a hook there? Uh, would that be worth a look? You're not getting, you're not, not on this Sunday, before on a beautiful <laughs> summer Sunday, are you talking me to Zach Taylor? There's just no way I'm taking Zach Taylor. I got no faith in Zach Taylor. I, I think I've been abundantly clear about my stance on Zach Taylor. You, you can put your hazmat suit on there. I'm not doing that. I don't care where the steam goes in that game either. Josh is going to be back with us in the second hour. He'll be back in less than an hour to talk a little baseball as well. Josh, good to talk to you as always. All right, we'll come back. Speaking of the Steelers, speaking of the AFC North, we have that preview when we start the next hour here in the Lombardi Line. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet three six five. Twenty one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.